This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. And Poglu has just taken charge of his first ever Tottenham Hotspur match and it ended in defeat, but it was a good display from Tottenham. 34 shots in total. How Spurs only scored twice in that game, I will never, ever know, but a lot of positives to take. Now, this should be called the International Spurs Chat Podcast today because I am live from Australia. Uh, We've got Richard Whitehead with us today. Live from England, we've got the Irish Hotspur uh, live from uh, Ireland. And we've also got the voice of Spurs, James Black from Bolivia. Um, Rich, let's start with you. You're in England. How are you? Wet. (laughs) It's wet as well. Wet, cold. But um, yeah, actually uh, enjoyed the game today. Um, Refreshing. Um, Smile on my face. I don't really have a smile on my face when we have a defeat. So... It's definitely a change of the guard, and um, I'm sure we'll get into the game uh, shortly, but uh, smiling at the moment. <laughs> smiling at the moment, that's good to see. It's very wet here, by the way. It's been raining. It rained um, for pretty much most of the game. Uh, we've also got Dave, the Irish Hotspur, back with us. Dave, how are you? Do you know what, Chris? I'm good after that. I think there are a lot of pos- positives to take away, but I also feel a bit angry or let down as well because of the same old problems around its head. I don't... I'm sort of a bit in between, but in general, I'm good. Sun splitting the trees here, unlike you two sitting there, you know, in the miserable rain. So I've got a lot to be happy about. <laughs> As I said, we've also got James Black with us, the voice of Spurs. James, how are you and how is Bolivia? Yeah, good, man. Bolivia is great. It's, it's bonkers. Uh, it's like really hot in the day and then minus 10, minus 15 in the, in the evening. But it's amazing. Went to the Salt Flats. That was incredible. Uh, but, yeah, I'm the same as the guys. I, I I am. That's probably the happiest I've been with a defeat for as long as I can remember. I had to get up at half five in the morning to watch it. Like, I was thinking, what am I doing? And then straight away, I was excited. And I, I saw the two goals go in. I was thinking, oh, no, not. I was texting you, Chris, wasn't I? Thinking, no, yeah. not again. 
and there is the same problems with the back. I'm sure we'll get into that. But I was excited, and yeah, I'm, I'm actually a bit buzzing for it. Just as long as we sort them problems out with personnel. Well, I think we all know that we need defenders. And uh, I think that yeah. everybody at the club knows we need defenders. I think Ange Postacoglu today will go in to see Daniel Levy and say, look, we need defenders. I don't think that is, uh, you know, any doubt there at all. Um, Ange Postacoglu, after the game, um, said there are a lot of positives to take. We implemented some of the things that we've been working hard in training on, and that was good to see. It's like I'm working with 30 new signings. They all look new to me. They've been showing some good stuff in training. Uh, one of the goal scorers, Destiny Udoji, has come out and said we were unlucky today. It was important for me to get minutes. Harry Kane has just said uh, it's been great in Australia. It's been a pleasure seeing fans in different parts of the world. Mana Solomon, who, of course, made his first appearance in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt today, said really happy to play my first game. The support today was amazing. Um, Rich, let's start with you. Let's get, let's get your initial thoughts on today's game. I know we've touched on it already, uh, lots of positives to take, but your overall take on the 90 minutes? Yeah, it's great to uh, see everybody get a run out for one. Um, I think it's uh, really important, like our new manager said, that uh, he's got 30 new signings. He wants to have his eye over them in that um, semi-competitive environment. I think that's really important. Um, for me, I think pre-season games are always about, it's, the intensity isn't really there. Um, so the physicality of the game's not there. It's more about the shape. I liked. I liked that it was. Um, it was frustrating at times because very good going forwards, like last season when we were coming. When we were obviously had them coming onto us, very disappointing defensively, and also some of the same mistakes from corners that we had last year. Um, but like I said when we last spoke, Chris, um, for me, leadership is the thing. Um, with uh, our new signings that hopefully we get in the next couple of weeks. We need leaders in the back because um, in the first half, I didn't really see the uh, communication with, with the back uh, the back three. Um, and uh, and for me, that's something that we need to really look at uh, with new signings. Experience, somebody with a little bit of kind of uh, that leadership quality and also somebody that can bring that ball out and uh, make sure that, that can support the uh, the forward play moving uh, moving up up and down the lines. Dave, let's get your thoughts on today's game. Happy? Yeah, very happy overall. I think what I was happy about was seeing us getting back to the Spurs way of football, being proactive, looking to break oppositions down. And what I was more happy about is chances came from all over the place, came from the left, the right, through the middle, and they came in abundance. On another day, we could be sitting here talking about seven seven three victory, but the same problems rear its head. And that's why, you know, yes, we can play a different style of football, but until we address the main issue that's been a problem here, we're still going to come across the same issues like we did last season, where we're going to concede two, three every single game. But look, I also like how much Tottenham, you know, pressed to get the ball back. I think at times, less than 30 seconds, we had that ball back in our possession. And that's ultimately what led to the dominance in terms of possession, the amount of chances we created. So that's very, very good. And I'm impressed with how Andrews managed to get it across very, very quickly. Look, I thought Tanganga, it was a good experiment. I'm delighted that um, Postacoglu tried it. But I think he affected the, the play in the first half, if you want me to be brutally honest. 
I think, you know, the fact that he was hesitant to use his left foot and he constantly wanted to use his right foot. We didn't get as much ball down that left quick ball as we did in the second half when Davies was there. Um, and and I think ultimately that's why, you know, not just that, I think also the fact that West Ham, they didn't make as much changes as at halftime. They were off partying since the Europa Conference League final. So I think fitness had a part to play with it, that they just sort of sat back and allowed us to play. And I think that's why ultimately the second half team probably looked better than the first half. But overall, a lot of positives to take away. James, do you feel happy after that performance? I know, um, you know, it's a pre-season friendly. Um, I know probably to the West Ham fans it means a lot, but the score doesn't really mean anything, does it, in this pre-season friendly? And being that it is Postacoglu's first game, it is all about uh, fitness during pre-season. And of course, you know, he come out and said it's like having 30 new signings. He has given everybody a clean slate. No matter what's happened in the past, everyone has a clean slate at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same as the guys. But the first thing I mean to show is who would you rather be at that stage after that result? Would you rather have been in the West Ham camp or the Spurs camp with how that game unfolded? Would you rather win and play not so well? Would you rather play really well and lose in a friendly? Um, I'm definitely in the second camp in a friendly. The way that we dominated that ball, I haven't seen that. I don't know I've seen that for a couple of years, I don't think. Like, I, I, it, was, it was incredible. It was so exciting. And like Dave touched upon and Richard about the, the chances... It gets you up off your seat, do you know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to seeing all that. The problem that I've got with it is, with Angel, as it's being called online and everything, is uh, it's going to highlight even more our defence. So yeah. having them, that defence, that Mickey Mouse defence, I'm sorry to say it, but that, with this world-class attacking, uh, it's going to cause massive problems. So I, I'm happy that those... Issues were there whilst the transfer window was open. And like you said, Ange can go into Levy and put the pressure on to, look, this is what happened. If we don't change this, we are not, I don't think we're going to finish above 7th or 8th, even with a display like that, if we don't change the personnel in defence. As good as it was to watch, like the overlaps down the left with Solomon for me, that was so exciting. It was, uh, it was amazing, but like it did come from everywhere. But if we didn't, if we don't change that at the back, then then we're looking at like seven or eight for me. But if we change that one or even two, maybe even one because we haven't got European football, uh, so there's less stress on the players. Um, uh, what I want to obviously, if we even even one, I think we're we're looking at Champions League. I think it's that simple because the way that we were going forward, the way we were pressing back on the ball, like the guys we were just touching on there, was incredible. Uh, it's just that a glaring obvious change that we need so uh, happy but also there's a little bit of frustration in there that we haven't done what we needed to do for two or three years I, th I think for me as well Chris I think um, like I say leadership one defence two um, I think another thing that we need to show probably in the next couple of games is a bit more ruthlessness in front of goal uh, mm. apart from mm. self those kind of you could tell he, he, he put his foot through the ball and he was going to score where some of the other guys, especially Richarlison, again, kind of snatched at the, the chances. So we just need to understand the chances there. Let's take those chances. Let's be ruthless in, in front of the goal. Take that confidence into the season. That's what we need to do. And also get, get away from this conceding one or two goals in the first half. We need to get rid of that because that's how we played last season and we didn't start the first uh, four or five minutes of most of the games very well at all. Rich, Mark writes on screen now. That's an important now, point, I think, actually, in regards to that. 
Are you, um, yeah. do you remember oh, God, the days of, of us driving forward and, and having such a poor defence where we used to be winning games 4-3 or 6-2 or 6-3? Do you, do you remember those days? And do you think it's going to be very similar to that? Because when I went to the training session yesterday uh, or last night, it looks so exciting. But as James rightly said, it's only going to underline the fact that we need quality defenders because when we're going forward, I noticed very early on in the game, we attacked, we nearly scored, we didn't quite put the ball in the net. West Ham counter-attacked, we were in trouble. Luckily, we got out of it. Um, but do you remember those days of Aussie idealism? Yeah. Do you think it's going to be similar? <laughs> I do remember, and I remember him getting <laughs> bounty as well. Um, I, mean, I remember those uh, days really well. Obviously, it was really exciting play, but uh, we didn't win many of those games. Um, but having the the kind of exciting attacking players, you need to have a, a solid foundation. Um, and I think that's the philosophy that the new manager's coming with is this is going to take a bit of time. And uh, as, as fans, we're going to have to be a little bit patient because the players are learning new formations, new uh, defensive areas. They're definitely, I felt for the two, the two goals, they were like, have you got him? Have you got him? I've got him, and then like two players <laughs> get the ball, and there wasn't communication again in those in, at those vital times. We need to get away from in the Premier League. I, I, I think this season is going to be it's going to be an interesting transition. When it clicks, I think we're going to be unstoppable. Uh, but it's about kind of getting those reinforcements in those areas to make sure we've got that solid base. We need to have defenders as well that can react. They need to be very dynamic. We can't go for those kind of Harry Maguire, 35, 36-year-old defenders that only can defend going, uh, going forwards. We need defenders that are able to turn and actually uh, defend uh, those fast breaks as well. And I think that's what Andrew's going to go for. He's going to go for uh, young, versatile defenders or maybe one experienced one that's going to really reinforce how we want to play next season. Dave, we'll go through the starting eleven in a minute, but is it... As simple as Spurs need to bring in a couple of real quality centre-backs? Or what else do we need in this transfer window? Look, I think with, with the Harry Kane situation, right, I think it's even more important because we don't know what's going to happen there. So if you're taking them 30 Premier League goals out of the team, which you'll probably score more if he stays around this year, you've got a big problem if you're conceding them at the rate we do. So first and foremost, centre-backs is absolutely crucial. I've been of this opinion for quite some time. I don't even think we would, you know, I think we would have been a bit better under Antonio Conte in more and more games if we had more, if, if we had better centre-backs because the centre-backs we're seeing, the goals we've been seeing conceded today, let's be honest, it's been happening since Jose Mourinho. You know, set pieces, aerial balls into the box. It's been a huge problem. And uh, my, my biggest focus coming into this January transfer or into this summer transfer window was centre-backs. The great Alex Sarlix Ferguson got it. Attackers go and win you games. That's what they do. But centre-backs win your leagues because of the consistency of being able to shut the opposition out. And that's the biggest problem at Tottenham. And that's one that needs to be addressed. Once you address that, your wing-backs look a bit better because they have the freedom then to go and attack, knowing they've got two centre-backs there. You look at your centre midfielders, they'll have more freedom to go and affect the game because they know they've got quality centre-backs there. And that's our biggest problem. Once you keep the goals out, you start conceding clean sheets or getting clean sheets, you're going to go and win more games. You know, last season we weren't too far away from Champions League under, you know, even though how the season panned out, we weren't too far away from it. 
couple of better centre-backs, we could be sitting here talking about playing in Champions League this year. And that's the difference with this team. What Tottenham Hotspur, and I maintain this, we always score goals. We always have done. It's what we've known for, even under defensive managers. But where Tottenham have always been a bit shaky has always been that back line, always been able to keep them out. And for me, I agree with what Richard has said, James has said, and you, you sort of say, Chris, that if we get that back line sorted out, we get two great centre-halves in here, I think, you know, you you, you will will be looking at, you know, maybe a domestic cup because defenders having that um, calmness and composure in the heat at the moment gets you over the line in them sort of cup come in them cup games because you don't go into cup finals looking to outscore people. You have to try and keep them clean sheets and look to score one or two. So for me, centre-backs are absolutely fundamental and crucial. I don't understand why it's not being done, though, lads, because this is something that's been a problem since Jose Mourinho. He asked for them. He got Joe Roden. Unfortunately, to the lad, not good enough. Conte came in here, asked for them. He brought me in Langley on loan, and we're still mucking about with Barcelona to get him in here on a free. And the same problems is going to happen under Ange Postecoglou. And until the club realise that, we're not going to see that progression on the pitch. They can sign all the four players they want, midfield players, wing-backs, all they want, which they have done. But what about centre-backs? It's one of the most crucial areas in football and it doesn't get highlighted enough because everyone naturally gets drawn to the flair players, the players that go and win you games. But behind it, you need that base. It's like a skyscraper. You need a solid foundation to be able to build upon it. And it's the same as football in that regard. You need a good, solid foundation back there so everyone else can go and win you games. But the biggest thing is keeping clean sheets. And I'm, uh, I'm just bored of saying it. I just want it done and addressed. Mm. James, is there, I know we love attacking exciting front foot football, but is there a part of you that feels worried that we are going to be so attacking in the Premier League that we are going to leak a lot of goals, no matter who the defenders are? Yeah, yeah and the reason being, as successful as uh, and as Scotland has been at Celtic, and as um, happy was to see the attacking football, he hasn't come across your Haaland's and your Salah's. And like, then you put that with your Dyer and your Tangangas and your Sanchez. And there's a huge, huge problem. There's a huge gulf there. So I know he's, he's played this style, but he hasn't come across in the Scottish League as, as, as like as respect as I can be to that league. It's not the Premier League. Um, yeah, so he's not come across that. So there's a big difference there. Is my, is my connection keep going in and out? It does uh, keep going in and out, um, James. If you could, when you're not talking, put yourself on mute, that would be good because um, it's just been commented that he's a kangaroo in my room. I've got no kangaroos in, in here. I've had enough of them yesterday hopping about, running away while I was trying to video. <laughs> Rich, Rich, let's yeah, come to you. I think, I, think we should, I think we should go for the uh, men with Ben or whatever his name is, the, um, the uh, Mickey men with Ben because he's, he's like Richard touched upon. He's fast. So, like, he's supposed to be one of the fastest defenders around, isn't he? And and good at it. So, that would be, that fits with Angeball for me. Because then, then gaping, then gaps as they were attacking was a little bit worrying each time. And that's, yeah, you're not up against Harlem and Sullen. You're still, you're still seeing them gaps. So, I'm, I am very concerned, yes. But excited at the same time. <laughs> may, may, may I just add one more point to the Go on, just quickly, it's sort of like when you look at the goals we can see, right, they're so easy. It's not like it's a bit of skill, a bit of class, a good shot or anything like that. It is just so, so easy. And that's what hurts most about it. Even if you had semi-competent uh, centre-backs, you, you, you eliminate some of them goals. And that means the goals we score win us games. 
Yeah, that Dave, that dire walk. Don't know if you remember that. The dire walk back to halfway line and conceded. I don't want to see that ever again. I think we've we've gone past that now. And it is the same ones, Dave. You're saying it's the set pieces, the corners, isn't it? It's leaving them like it's unbelievable. What <laughs> you guys laughing? I think I know. <laughs> Dave and James, when you're not talking, can you put yourself on mute because it sounds like you've got a kangaroo in your room. Um, it's it's nothing to do with me. <laughs> I've got, Rich, I'm in a completely silent room. Let's come to you. Let, let's talk about the um, the starting eleven. Um, were you surprised by Ange Postecoglou's starting eleven here? Vicario in goal, uh, Pedro Poro, Tanganga, Romero, Regulon, Skip, Basuma, Madison, Kulisewski, Harry Kane, and Mana Solomon. The thirteen subs this evening: um, Austin, Whiteman, Royale, Sanchez, Udoji. Uh, Davis, Saar, White, Devine, Hoybier, Perisic, Lacelso, and Richarlison. Um, as I said earlier, um, I didn't think Lacelso would ever be in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt. Of course, he played in the second half. Reglon was another one. You know, I've asked many journalists on this channel before. Do you think we will ever see Sergio Reglon in the Spurs shirt again? All of them said no. Were you surprised by that starting eleven today? No, because what what the uh, what the manager said and. Uh... He's obviously got this philosophy around giving everybody a, a chance um, and also replicating the team. So having ball players in each each half. So um, to give each um, 11 um, the opportunity to play. And if you look at the statistics wise, possession 72%, uh, passes 574 in com compared with West Ham's 236. So obviously a lot of possession there. And because of the possession, Obviously, we had a lot of chances. You remember, obviously, last season when we were having negative uh, percentage possession and you go, mm. how are we ever going to get any opportunities? How are we, how we going to get the confidence in the final third if Harry and Sonny and uh, Kulisewski are doing the runs and just not getting the, um, the opportunities to break those lines? So I think um, what he looked at, he looked at giving those attacking players the opportunities, but also looking at the back and looking how maybe, because I did see Emerson a couple of times invert into that midfield position uh, and um, give Angela a, a couple of different op options there. I um, I was I was pleased. I'm pleased to see Lo Celso in a Spurs shirt. I think he, he clearly is a world-class player. There's a world-class player in there and the managers that we've got haven't been able to um, bring that player onto the pitch for, for, for Tottenham. Obviously, International player, Argentina uh, international that um, before the World Cup was obviously one of their kind of influential players. And we we just not seen him, not seen him in a Spurs shirt, which has been really frustrating. You see that display today and you go, maybe you have a career um, within uh, Spurs. Rich, what did you make of uh, no place on the subs bench for Dyer, Roden, Spence, Scarlett, Keeley? Ondon Bele and Hunmin Son. Now, Hunmin Son, he only had surgery um, a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, I'm not at all surprised to, uh, you know, not have seen Hunmin Son feature um, any part of the game today. Um, but the other players, in particular, Ondon Bele and Dyer? I, I, I think, obviously, just um, he's got a plan in, in his head that he wants to use the players uh, as he obviously did today. I, I think... Dyer's is an interesting situation, isn't it? Because um, is he wanting to cash in on on uh, on Dyer? Um, hopefully, uh, a lot of obviously the fans have had enough of 
the reliance on somebody like that as centre back. Um, getting rid of somebody like him does that does that hopefully open up a, an opportunity for a, more of a leader at the back? I think Romero didn't play too well today. I was a little bit frustrated because he's not able to be aggressive. Obviously, pre-season, he's not going to go flying in. Uh, I just thought he was a little bit passive today. Um, did that work, that centre part, part work today in the first half? I don't think it did. I, th- I thought it was, um, I think they, they stood off a little bit too much. Um, and in the second half, there was definitely an adjustment there, even though Sanchez came on and made a bit of a mistake for the winner. Dave, what did you make of the starting eleven? Look, I think I think the starting eleven is for sort of very, very not too far off what he's actually looking at or what he thinks is his best eleven. I think you bring in Sun for Solomon. I think Skip comes out probably off, you know, end on belly might have started today if he didn't pick up that knot yesterday. And then you buy a centre back. I think he goes in beside Romero. But when, when, even when I looked at it from the training yesterday, it looked like one one is where one starting eleven in that training game yesterday was where Antipostacoglu fancies what he starting eleven be. The others are players that sort of have to get in. And the players left out. I know some people say, look, they're still not up to full fitness, but I question that a little. I think maybe the ones that are left out. Look, you guys know, Chris, you know more than me. You're over there watching training now, but I think the guys left out probably could be the guys that maybe he doesn't fancy. What about, what, Eric Dyer, you mean? Eric Dyer. I think Jed Spence was there. Uh, who else was there? Josh Keeley. Look, I think Josh Keeley came as cover just in case. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think the players sort of left out today. I, I, don't, I don't really buy the fitness thing too much because especially in Jed Spence's case, right, he's been back before most of them. Dyer's been back before most of them, so they should be up to speed by now a lot more than what Harry Kane is or other players are. Dave, with, with Jed Spence, do you think he's going to get a real chance under Poster Cogley, or do you think Spurs will look out, you know, look again to, to perhaps loan him out for next season? I think Spurs will look to loan him out, Chris. I think Poster Cogley fancies Emerson as Paro as his two right backs going into the season. Look, I feel like Jed Spence has been hard done by because before he even got to the club, Conte took his career out of his hands by labelling him as a club signing, then doubled down by sort of refusing to play him. So Jed Spence's career has gone one way and it's not due to any fault of his own. It's due to a power struggle at Tottenham Hotspur, which led then to Conte getting his way, going and sign Paro, which puts Jed Spence even further down the pecking order. And I was saying to myself, if Jed Spence does get an opportunity, He's just going to have to do something out of this world, extraordinary, to get put his name in there. And it's just the way it is. It's unfortunate for the kid. I would like to see Jed Spence get some minutes this preseason and take them. But look, I, I just don't. I, I think when you've got Paro and Emerson ahead of you, they are streets ahead of um, someone like Jed Spence. So, uh, look, I think he'll end up being loaned out again, being really honest. James, let's come to you. Let's talk about the match instance. Um, after seven minutes, Spurs had a chance. Um, Mano Solomon on his Spurs debut to Oliver Skip. Fabianski saved. Uh, West Ham then countered. We looked pretty empty at the back. But uh, Mano Solomon, what is to talk about him? Um, because, of course, he made um, his debut in a Spurs shirt today. What did you make of his performance? I thought it was really positive. I thought he was great. He linked up down down the left really well with his regular. He was down the left with. He was linking up really well with. Um, yeah, I was really impressed with him. And, and I think that's for the first time in a while that's showing a bit of uh, depth in these positions, which um, the way that Ange plays, he's going to need. Um, yeah, really happy with him. Um, I was a- actually happy with how forward Skip was getting. I couldn't believe the amount of times he was turning up yeah. in the box. It was incredible. 
And I think if you translate that to as well, to a player we've not spoken about just yet because he's injured, but Bentoncourt coming into this side and playing with Ange Ball is really exciting me. To see how they're playing and to see someone like Bentoncourt, who we know can unlock the door, that is something that was missing as well as Son was missing. So, yeah, that, yeah, I was, I was really pleased with Solomon. I'm not sure if he'll feel start, obviously, um, but I think he might be a starter in the cup competitions and I'd be happy for that. Um, to be honest with you, oh, yeah, really happy and Skip as well. Very happy with Skip. Uh, Regulon for me played played well, and uh, but and Basuma, the silky skills from Basuma, wow, and that that little close touching for his chance and stuff. And but like a touching on what Rich said, yeah, the finishing wasn't quite there. It wasn't ruthless enough in front of goal. That was missing definitely. Um, but Basuma, I was happy with Skip. I was happy with Solomon. I was happy with, um, yeah. That's my take on that. I think I think uh, Solomon played really well. Let's talk about Basuma, Rich, because I tell you what, he looks like a completely different player. When I went to the training session yesterday, um, his control, his touch, his assisting, even his finishing yesterday, I was like, who on earth is this? This looks like a completely different player to what we saw last season. I know he had a you know quite a few injury problems last year, um, but. You know, before that, you know, when when Spurs signed him, I think there was a lot of excitement because he had been one of the standout performers in the Premier League for Brighton. Um, surely a huge season ahead for him. Yeah, maybe because he's now got his hands on being the DJ in the uh, the changing rooms for the team. Maybe that's uh, changed his mentality. Um, I think confidence. It's it, I think with with certain players, confidence is everything, and um, he he looks like. He's he's able to, he's not he's not fenced in with his play. I think under other managers he was like, you need to do this and this is what you're doing. Where now he's got a little bit more freedom on the pitch. Also, his head's up instead of last season. I felt that when he was on the ball, his head was down and he was just kind of a bit frantic. Where had a little bit more time today. Obviously, again pre-season, but his head was up. He was looking to play the ball forward. And obviously break some of those lines into the box. Had a couple of chances, which was great. Um, and again, the more minutes he gets on the on the pitch, I think the more confidence he's going to um, he's going to gain. And I'm sure he's going to be an important part of the team next year, next season. Because um, you look at that midfield, and it could be it could be strong. It could be strong with Benzema back in there, uh, and also with the creativity of Madison. Um, who on his debut some nice uh, nice opportunities there uh, a couple of nice crosses I think he did all right I think he's he's trying to still find his feet with the team um, and it'd be really interesting to see where Ange actually wants does he want him to play in that pocket does he want him to play a little bit deeper and get involved in the play that'd be really exciting as well I think he's he's a player that I know everybody's excited about but he's he's got great potential Dave, let's come to you. In the 10th minute, uh, Mano Solomon involved again. Uh, passed to uh, Dian Kulusevsky's shot. Uh, Fabianski made another save. So within the opening 10 minutes, Spurs had two really good chances. Um, Mano Solomon for you, uh, good signing. And uh, what did you think of Dian Kulusevsky's performance in the opening 45 minutes? Yeah, look, with Mano Solomon, for me, I, I actually don't mind that. I think it was a brilliant piece of business, especially getting him in on free. I said when we signed Manor Solomon, sort of, you know, the reason why we did is because 
Son is going to the Asian Games in, in January, I think, and to February. So he's going to miss around a period of seven games. And it's important to have that ready-made guy in there who can make a similar impact to Son. And what I like most about Solomon is that he was very direct when he got the ball, but he can go outside and whipping in, or he can come inside and cross, which keeps your fullback constantly guessing. Um, you know, and it makes their day a very, very tough day at the office for them. So my man of Solomon, very, very positive. And look, he does exactly what I thought he was going to do when he get when 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 he got in here. And um, to be honest with you, I mean, like I've argued that with, with Man of Solomon, like a lot of people would say, oh, but he only showed up at the end of the season with Fulham. He was injured up until 2023, January 2023 anyway. He got injured after the opening uh, week in, in the Premier League. So, you know, when he did get back, he arrived and he did help Fulham. But also, you've got to understand, this guy has had his life ripped apart with what's going on over in Ukraine. He's had to move this, that and the other. So he's had a lot going on. So, you know, if we if we can get the guy that we've seen at Shakhtar against Real Madrid, which he was brilliant over both games that time for them, then we've got a player on our hands. So I think a brilliant piece of business all around on someone like Manor Solomon. Very, very good piece of business. Kuliszewski, I'll be honest, I was a bit disappointed with him today. I thought his decision-making was way off today, you know. Sometimes he should have crossed or he should have shot when he was crossing, when he was crossing shooting. And that was the biggest frustration when it came to Kulin. His decision-making was just not there. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. As well. um, I, yeah. Think, I think Kuliszewski... Yeah, I, I think sometimes he, he tries to do too much. He just try. He's, he's like, I've got to beat a player every time I'm on the ball, and just do the simple thing as well. Um, and today, yeah, again, I was I was disappointed. Solomon. The only thing I would say, just not be really predictable on that when it, when it comes inside on his right foot. Obviously, the keepers know that he's going to shoot when he comes on his right foot. If you can develop that, like Sonny, that left foot, right foot finish. I think that's when we're going to see the real real benefits of having a play like him. I think how he's going to play, he's going to play right on the defender. So if they play a high line, he's, it's going to be a foot race. And uh, that's when we're going to see the real benefit of having somebody like him. Very quick, very very forward thinking and also a great finisher. You look at his finishing um, uh, uh, percentages, it's very good. What I will say as well, just quickly, in the first half, our fullbacks sort of stayed wide. But in the second half, the fullbacks came inside and played that inverted role, which gave Perisic and Alfie Devine an awful lot more room so that when we got the ball out to them, they were automatically one-on-one with their um, with the fullback because the, the our fullbacks were bringing the wingers inside. Whereas in the first half, Kulam, Man and Solomon, I don't think, got that space. So it'll be interesting to see what how good they are and if they can deliver a lot more potency up front if, if we played the inverted wing-back system and gave them the space that we got Perisic and Alfie Levine in the second half. James, let's come to you in the 16th minute. Um, a good pass from James Madison to Kulisewski. Uh, and as you rightly said, Dave, um, he decided to cross rather than shoot this time, which he was in a really good position to do. Uh, so it was a poor decision, in my opinion. Um, James, what do you make of uh, James Madison? Uh, in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt today. Of course, it was the first time we saw him. You know, I saw him in training yesterday. He looked very, very impressive uh, assisting Harry Kane. Um, but what do you make of him tonight? I think he was good. I think it was uh, he didn't shine as much as what maybe uh, some fans would have expected. But I think the best thing that I saw was when he when he put the ball down for the free kick. And before I'm thinking forward to the season, we've got some, we've got a real free kick taken out. Yeah. So that's why I was excited. But it wasn't a bad free kick. And there was a shot that I think it was in the first half, that shot that was curling into the top, uh, that was that was really good. He had a couple of really good moments. And I, 
I, I'm a big fan of his, to be honest with you. Um, I think he's going to help unlock the door for Ange Ball, same as Bentoncourt. Um, not, a, not, a, not a fantastic debut, um, but a solid one. And something that's, yeah, I'm still excited by his play. And I think Kane would be excited to play with someone like James Madison. I think that, and I think that is quite important for us to try and keep hold of him, for, to be around players like James Madison, who just straight away, he was always playing forward, wasn't he? And that was exciting for me. So, yeah, not... Not incredible, but I'd say about eight out of ten for me, and especially the, the fact that he put that ball down for a free kick. I suddenly thought, great, I'm looking forward to the season a bit more. <laughs> Surely he's got to be on every free kick, though, James. Oh, yeah? got to be, yeah, got to be. There's a there's a video that I was watching yesterday morning actually, the James Madison's top five free kicks. So have a look at that; it's incredible. Yeah, looking forward <laughs> to that, Rich. Let's talk about the two goals because West Ham went one nil up after eighteen minutes, and then um, five minutes later they went two nil up. Um, same old defending from Tottenham, and uh, it just seems that you know the performance today um, it was quite similar to last season. I know we created so many opportunities, which we're all excited about the attacking aspect, but we've spoken about the need for new defenders. Um, this really underlines the need need for new defenders. These two goals that we conceded early on in the game. For sure. Oh yeah. And you, Sorry, you going? No, you've got a new what's name, haven't you? have got a new keeper, and and you you're expecting those leaders in in the box, and it's just as a fan watching that kind of play, it just frustrates you because you go, the simple things, clear the ball, that's it, clear the ball, that's it, and and they just didn't do it. And last season, you you were fearful. When the ball went out wide, because you knew the, if, if the uh, ball came in with some pace, beat the first man, then we'd be in really in real trouble. And that's what happened today. Twice, the same mistake twice, just not picking up the man or not clearing that first ball. Rich, do you feel confident in Pedro Poro and Sergio Reglon as the uh, left and right back defensively? Regulon, no, not really. Um, I think he, he kind of just missing a little bit. Um, Poro, I think, again, sometimes he plays as a, more like a winger, doesn't he? Um, and um, I think it, it all depends on the the manager's um, communication to play about what he wants the player to do and then make sure there's covering other areas. I think it's the same with Perisic. When Perisic plays that role defensively, He's trying to get back and, and uh, cut down that space, but it's just too slow. I think today, obviously, we've got quite a bit of help in the second half. Um, but we just need to... The back line is so important for us to be successful next season. Um, and we do need those. We need those two players, for sure. Um, Emerson Royale, I think he's going to play next season. He's going to play a, a pivotal part. Defensively, last season, he was... Um, he got better. He got better as the season went along. And he went in spits and spurts with regard in his performances. Um, Poro, whenever she came in, a great cross of the ball, um, quick, but sometimes just switch off when, obviously, the other team's in, in possession. So, going back to your question, yeah, need some work. Need some work on the training field, for sure. If I was to ask you, Rich, who is the best left-back and who is the best right-back at the club right now, who will Ange Postecoglou play in that first Premier League game? Who would you go for? Um, oh, he's going to go. He's going to go Emerson Royal. I would say 
He's going to go for and is Perisic going to still be at this club? Do you think? Um, I think he might go Perisic as well. Still, I think he might go. I think he might go for some uh, a, a bit more stability and not overcommit. Um, is he going to play uh, four at the back? Is he going to play so inverted? Um, if he plays inverted, he might play Reguilon in that inverted position. But um, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think, Dave? Look, after today's performance, I would go with Adorji on the left-hand side. I think Reguilon gets caught out way too much defensively, although decent going forward. I think on the right-hand side, I still think Ange Postacoglu will believe Poro's the better option. He just sort of needs to sort something out there, whether it's Romero at times, you know, tells Poro to tuck in or whatever it may be. I think he needs to sort something out there defensively. But for me, I would I would go with, I would like to see Adoji on the left in the next game and, and Poro on the right. Um, I thought Adoji was excellent today. I thought he made a great impact. Of course, got his goal, but also on the ball. You know, he just got on the ball and just marauded forward straight through into that space. No hesitation about it. Just sees it and he goes. If it was a better ball back from Richardson, who knows? He might have ended up with a double um, today. But for me, I think Adoji on that left-hand side, very impressed. Regulon, I think he deserves the chance. I think he deserves to be kept around here over someone like Session. But defensively, he's got a lot of work to do. There's one stage there. He went to burst forward. West Ham took the ball off us and they were just straight in behind. He was that far forward. You know, but again, I know I keep harping on about, but if you've got centre-backs there that are good communicators, they speak to these guys. They tell them, you know, they, they can help them through the game, when to go and when to not go and stuff like that. So I think we'll be fine at full-backs if we have that centre-back that can communicate. And just, it's the little things we're missing back there, the simple things, like old experienced head who can read the game, know what's going to happen and just say, pop in here, sit in beside me, wait for that ball to break. Just the little details at the back line is what we struggle with. And everyone else around it struggles. you got two good guys there. Everyone else around it has confidence. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I agree that um, if, you're, if your wing-backs are cutting forwards, then you need cover. The, the centre-backs need to, come across and cover and I think uh, they were very static uh, and that's that's Sanchez's real problem in, in the team and that's why he shouldn't be anywhere near the team to be honest because he's, he's very static and, and not very mobile. We, we do need to have not just uh, substandard or a, a little bit of an upgrade on our centre-backs, we need to have some real quality centre-backs come in to enable somebody like Adoji to go forwards. That's the problem, that's the only thing I would um, I, I would um, be very hesitant about throwing him in the first game. Is if you've got both uh, wing backs like flying forwards, then you just have the same kind of situation like at the winner today, where you've got Im- immobile centre backs and you're just getting caught on the break all the time with no cover. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Dave, how are you feeling after 23 minutes when Spurs were 2-0 down? Um, and let me ask you about the first goal as well, Danny Ings. Um, it seemed to go through Vicario. Should he have done a bit better there? Um, yeah, look, Vicario could have done better, but also Reguilon should have done a lot better on that back post. He just let you know Danny Ings get in front of him, sort of unchallenged. Uh, look, I'll be honest, Chris. I was, I was, you know, I know it's preseason, right? And I know preseason is sort of about fitness. Well, I, I asked, I asked that Dave because even though I was in the stadium, I went on a couple of social media sites just to see how the feeling was, mm. especially on Twitter, and there was a lot of negativity saying, "Here we go again." Um, you know, oh. I just think like put put some perspective on it. And Postacoglu officially started the job. 18 days ago. You know, what do people expect to happen in 18 days when our defence is still the same? That, that That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, and, and look, this is the thing, you know, every manager is going to suffer the same sort of pressure on them until that defence is changed. But look, I'll be angry because it was West Ham. I was disappointed a little and I was angry because the same problems have reared its head. And the reason what made me angry about is... I mean, it's the whole. Everyone across the world knows we need centre packs, bar people in the important positions in the club to bring them in. And again, it's what sort of lets us down. Don't get me wrong. Positive opening, you know, twenty odd minutes on the ball, controlling possession, you know, creating chances. And another day, like I said, they they would be converted to goals. But when the same problem rears its head, that's why people get angry. That's why people are getting let down because you know people like me who's been harping on about centre backs since Jose Mourinho days. I mean, it's just the same thing again. And we keep seeing changes in this club. We see changes in the structure of how it's run, changes up in board level, changes at fullback, midfield, striker, changes in the dugout. How many coaching staff, different coaching um, staff have we been through in terms of Jose, Conte, Nuno, now Ange Postacoglu? But the same issues are still there. And someone needs to realise we are not going to make them guys better. You either have it in defence or you don't. You either want to go and clear them corners or you don't. You either understand the game back there or you don't. And no matter what we've changed in this football club, that position still is is glaringly obviously that's highlighted. And I genuinely can't believe they allowed that pre-season tour squad to go on without any change at centre-back. And the thing is, that I get that Ange will want to take a look at it. I get that if you bring them all, you have a better chance of selling them than when Antonio Conte left them at home, which is probably why we couldn't sell them because clubs were like, well, I ain't paying for them. I'll just take them on loan if he's not a part of your plan. So I get all that. However, Andrew Postacoglu has no choice to bring all these centre-back options because we didn't give him a choice to make. We didn't bring anyone in the door, so we can change everything else we want around us until you change that centre-back. And Chris, that's ultimately why fans are getting annoyed. That's why ultimately I think fans... Although they, they, they're they positive around Ange and they do want to see things, it's the same problems that's rear its heads. And that's what gets fans angry because it's just not sorted out yet. I mean, no one understands why. No one understands how many more mistakes and goals this team have to concede of the same manner before it does get sorted. Dave, just a quick yes or no. Are you confident that that area is going to be addressed by quality players coming in in this window? <sighs> yes. Okay, James, let's move on to you. Um, 
as you mentioned, James Madison had a free kick that hit, that hit the wall after 26 minutes. Four minutes later, Madison ball to Harry Kane. Couldn't quite get it under control to get the shot in. What did you make of Harry Kane's uh, 45 minutes today? Because I tell you what, in the training session yesterday, he was banging every single shot into the top corner. It looked very, very sharp indeed. But what did you make of him tonight? He didn't look uh, sharp on the finishing, but I thought his hold-up play was good. I thought Kane's hold-up play was good today. Um, yeah, probably put him about 7 out of 10. Um, but he didn't really get that many chances. didn't really fall to him, though. He's falling more to, uh, which I liked, everybody. We had Skip, you had Kulisevsky, you had Madison. You, uh, they were getting the chances more than what he was. And I felt like he he was dropped back a little bit rather than being in your typical... Uh, up front striker, he was dropping back a little bit, which I quite liked. Um, but yeah, he didn't really get the chances to be fair. Did you see Kane get a, a, one, on, a one on one or a clear cut chance? I didn't see one. Um, so yeah, it's hard to judge the finishing that you obviously saw in the training, but his all round play, yeah, I think I think he, he held up, held up well, um, but wasn't classic Kane. James, what do you think of Manor Solomon's performance today? Because uh, in the 37th minute, he ran past the defender, cut in, Fabianski saved. Um, he looks a real handful. He looks like he's going to be a real quality player, um, you know, especially as Spurs got him on a free transfer. Do you expect him to get many Premier League minutes? And if so, whose position is he taking? Well, I think Dave's uh, got it bang right. I think one of the reasons that he's in is because Son's off uh, for six weeks. I think it's incredible bit of business. I did enjoy watching him at Fulham. I've seen him a few times and me and a few mates said this guy's great. I remember before he'd actually come to the club. Um, yeah, I think I think they'll play him in, even in the Cups as well. But we've got to remember that we've got Son coming back, who's saying he's coming back as the old Son, which I'm very excited to see. Um, so <clears throat> it's going to be how it should be, like a decent squad. That area now looks really, really decent. And the other side, I would I would even think about because uh, Kulisevsky hasn't been on it for a while, is it worth trying Poro that side uh, further up? Because some of his crosses towards the end of last season were incredible in the final third. That's it. And Royale behind him. But yeah, I think there's a bit of depth there finally. I think that position's completely sorted for me. Um, if I was to see Solomon start instead of Son, it wouldn't be a case of as, as bad as when it was. Um, we had other options last season for me. I think it's a definite uh, upgrade. Uh, and it was going to push Son on as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a minute later, Pedro Poro crossed. Madison uh, headed on goal, comfortable for Fabianski. Two minutes later, Basuma went close after a move. Uh, shot saved again by the West Ham goalkeeper. A minute later, Kulisewski on the volley, blasted over. Uh, in the 42nd minute, Tanganga had a chance. Uh, it looked like he crossed it rather than uh, had a an attempt at goal. Uh, came back, Romero then mishit it. Rich, what did you make of that mad minute? Tanganga, uh, Romero, you would have thought that one of them would have fin finished. <laughs> You'd have expected it, wouldn't you? Um, but it's, yeah, like I said before, it's like we need to get that ruthless streak in front of goal and obviously take some of those chances. And like Dave was saying, we could have been seven, seven up today because um, we were all over them at, at one stage. And we had some real good pockets of play where we just dominate the ball. Um, Move the ball very quickly, a lot better than last season when we were kind of it was far too slow. I think obviously that's that's the philosophy of of the new manager trying to um, shift the ball a bit quicker and um, forwards. 
obviously we saw Skip's um, uh, performance today, uh, and you can see it's obviously it's a, a vast improvement from last season from that side to side play. Um, we definitely need to uh, share the goals out uh, for sure uh, and take some of that responsibility off off Sonny and uh, Kane next season. And if we do that, like we say, we can be pushing for that top four. It's it's exciting to to have the weapons that we've got, but also to see that other other players aren't scared of moving forwards and, and, and taking that opportunity if it if it comes uh, comes to them. But we still need to obviously address the other issues. Just a minute before half-time, Solomon had a shot on goal. Uh, Fabianski saved yet again. Uh, a bad challenge from Bowen um, on the new Spurs signing. Um, and then in stoppage time, uh, Vicario made a good save um, with his left hand uh, after a shot from Bowen. Rich, what did you make of uh, Vicario's performance in a Spurs shirt this evening? Made a couple of good saves in the in the first half. I, I think the two goals were well. There were more defensive mistakes than uh, than for myself. Um, I think he's getting to know um, if he's actually coming for the ball. I think he's going to have to dominate the box a little bit more. Um, he's obviously got that height, um, and obviously coming into into the team. As a youngish keeper, he needs to kind of really reinforce uh, his dominance in the air because that, that's what we struggled with with uh, Hugo. Um, obviously, quite small as a keeper, but also not great in the air. Um, I want to see a, a change of that next season. I want to see us dominate the crosses as well. If not winning the winning the ball through the centre backs, then obviously the keeper being very dominant and clearing our lines properly. Rich, were you surprised that um, Vicario didn't play the full 90 minutes, um, being that he's our brand-new signing, brand-new goalkeeper? Um, of course, Brandon Austin played the uh, second 45 minutes of the game, but was that the right decision? Because I would love to have seen Vicario play that little bit more, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, and maybe not actually changing the um, uh, the keepers at half-time and maybe making that 60 minutes, but obviously that's... Uh... That was a plan before to to make those changes, whatever whatever the result uh, score line, sorry, uh, whatever the performance, and obviously Andrew just got his way of working, and and he wanted to kind of give each each player the the same opportunity and same minutes, uh, and then evaluate that after. I think it's really important that the new signings have, have got time to bed in. Um, obviously, the keeper is a really important role within the team, and he needs to gain confidence uh, with the with the personnel in front of him, as well as obviously have those kind of moments that go for him in the in the first couple of games. So hopefully we can see more of him in, in the next two or three games and hopefully he can show more kind of intent in the box and really dominate those defensive uh, situations. Dave, let's come to you. I must admit, I expected a lot of changes at half-time. I didn't expect all 11. Um, Austin, Udoji, Davis, Sanchez, Royale, Saar, Hoybier, Lo Celso, Perisic, Richarlison and Alfie Devine. Were you surprised by 11 changes at half-time? Look, I'll be honest. I think I was expecting it. Um, you know, that everyone would be getting 45. But, look, I actually agree with you, Chris. I think someone like Vicario should be playing the full 90 minutes, bringing Brandon Austin in, or, you know, it could be Alfie White when the next game. It's a pointless experiment. They're not going to be here. They're not good. You know, I don't even think they'll be kept around as third choice, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think, I think, I think Vicario could have benefited more and more minutes. I can understand bringing in a Doji, 
you know, uh, but me, when I when I actually went to half time, Chris, I had the feeling I wanted to see that team go out there in the second half with one or two changes and, you know, see how better we would look in the second half with just a couple of changes. But I can understand why, why Postacoglu done it. Look, you know, he has to live up to his word, right? You know, he has to tell every, he's told everybody they all have an opportunity. And if he if he gives the carrier the full 90 minutes, for instance, and doesn't give Brandon Austin any sort of minutes, He's sort of backtracking on his words. And already players are like clever human beings. They'll, they'll pick up on that. So, you know, look, at the end of the day, I think Postacoglu had to do it to stick to his word. And look, we, we, we've seen this in preseason before. I'm not surprised that happened, but I don't agree with it to a certain extent. James, let's come to you. In the 47th minute, um, Richarlison crossed. Perisic had a chance that deflected wide. Um, the chances just keep coming for Spurs. A minute later, Saar had a shot. Uh, went over the bar. Two minutes later, Emerson Royale had a shot, went over the bar. Uh, on 59 minutes, Richarlison hit the post. What a chance for him. What do you make of Richarlison's 45 minutes in a Spurs shirt this evening? Because anything at the moment, whatever he seems to do, it's just not falling for him, is it? No. <laughs> Someone tweeted, uh, that all of us, I think, have all of us tagged in about, is he the new Soldado? And I don't want to think of it that way. <clears throat> but... It's starting to, to swerve that way. I um, When he first came to the club, I was doing a charity game. I was talking to an Everton fan. And, he, and I said, what, do we, what should we expect from him? And he's pretty nailed that on what's happened. He said, he said he's going to start brightly, but you'll start getting frustrated with him. His attitude won't be quite right. And he, the frustration will just get bigger and bigger and bigger before we just move on. And that's pretty much what seems to be happening. Um, he seems like a, he would be the cover for Kane. I don't, know, I don't think he's strong enough for that. Um, I wasn't impressed at all, to be honest with you. Um, but then again, we've got to remember these players are human beings. These are the first 90 minutes they've played since they've rested. But I wasn't impressed with him towards the end of last season either. But in regards to today, this, this, this is our first game. So West Ham's third, was it? I don't know. Was it West Ham's third game? When you put that into context at the start, that is, that's a massive gap to get in there, get comfortable, get playing with each other and stuff. It's a whole new regime, a whole new manager, trying out all the players and stuff. So maybe the link-ups weren't there, but he had a few good chances. And yeah, that header especially, I can't believe he didn't get any purchase on that. So no, I, I wasn't impressed with him at all, uh, unfortunately. Do you think he's going to turn turn it around, though, James? Do you think he's, you know, a, another player, another big season for him? Of course, after that big money move from Everton last summer, uh, only scored one Premier League goal for us last year. Um, surely he's got to step it up. Well, he had a good World Cup. I don't know if you, if you watched him much in the World Cup. Yeah. He played really, really well in the World Cup. And I wonder if he's more of somebody that maybe Ange could get out of him. You put your arm around him and sort of... He, he spoke about how Anto, Antonio Conte was with him and grilling him and stuff. And I think that re really affects somebody like Richardson. And I think someone like Ange Postecoglou seems like a bit... All right, mate, more, more like a man management seems to be a lot better. I know I'm putting a terrible accent on it. But the man management seems to be a hell of a lot better. And I won't even try the accent. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think he will, given time, get some good good out of Richardson, but he's not, uh, it's a real downgrade from when, if you used to swap Kane with Richardson. And for me, I'd rather see uh, Solomon come on or even push Porro up into the Filosevsky and than Richarlison coming on. And that's where we're at. And it's an expensive uh, experiment uh, to drop Richarlison out of that. But yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not impressed. But given time with Ange, maybe he's the right, right coach to get it out of him and get how he played for Brazil 
playing for Tottenham, slightly better players in certain areas. Hopefully, yeah. If uh, if any of you saw the training clip that I put up yesterday, he scored a fantastic chip uh, against Vicario uh, in the training session. Unbelievable finish. Um, Rich, let's come to you. Um, in the 68th minute, Devine had a chance which was saved again uh, by the West Ham goalkeeper. And in the same minute, um, we got a goal back, Lacelso with a good finish. Um, I must I must say, I said it at the start, I am surprised that we have seen Lacelso in a Spurs shirt, but he had a really good 45 minutes for us. Yeah, he offers something completely different on the ball as well. Um, and sometimes he looks quite passive, but then when he's he finds those little pockets... And and um, today he was he was open. He was um, aggressive with his touch. Find some n- nice balls uh, on the wings, and um, I, I think it, it gives us it gives us options if he stays around. If if the club don't want to cash in, because obviously he's a big asset that's got obviously a big reputation and obviously wages to go with that. Um, hopefully, we actually utilise that uh, within the team. Um, like Nembele, it's like, what do we do with these players? Do we do we cash in on them now and then and then get somebody else in, or do we kind of just say actually uh, they might provide us with other options off the bench, or actually other options starting wise? I think we just need to be really um, aware that the last couple of managers didn't give, or well, definitely Celso, didn't give these players um, any hope of playing in the team. And then all of a sudden they've got a, uh, they've got a clean slate, and I think it's it's right to actually give them the opportunity to take that, or if not, if they're down tools, then obviously let's get rid of them. But surely, in some respects, Rich, it's like a win-win because Postecoglou has given them a chance. If they take their chance, either Postecoglou want them in the team, or it's really putting them in the shop window to sell them. For sure, and that's what that's what some of those players are doing, isn't it? That's what some of those players are doing. They're, they're clearly they've clearly maybe got their eye on another league or another team and um, and that's that's important that you're going to go, go on the pitch and play absolute dog shy and then um, and then uh, it affects you getting a transfer to the team that you want to um, I, t- today was obviously a, a good good instance when he's actually had an impact on a game we've, we've not seen that in a Spurs shirt uh, and there was other players as well very similar but we also need to uh be realistic about what our expectations are with some of these players. If they've not done it in a Spurs shirt before, just in the pre-season friendly, and they've been quite bright, is is that is that form going to? They're either going to take that form into the Premier League, maybe not. So um, I think Angie's going to have he's going to have his names on the on the team sheet, and then he's going to have players that can rely on. And then the, I, I still think he might have two or three more players that come into the into the side to to freshen it up a little bit. Dave, with uh, Giovanni Lo Celso um, and that finish today, after that finish today, do you think Postacoglu will want to work with him in the Premier League season? Because uh, Craig has very kindly given us a quote here from um, Lo Celso's agent confirming that Napoli are interested. We're talking about it, but nothing has been agreed yet. I think it's pretty clear and obvious that Spurs would listen uh, for an offer for him. But would you like to see him play in the Premier League next year? Um. Look, I get he was one of the best players out on the pitch today, but for me, he's already had his opportunity. I get they're under sort of, you know, more disciplined managers who want them to play more of a disciplined role, but 
you know, with Lacelso, like like Richard was saying, their performance has been too far in between. I think he sort of had a couple of good games under Jose Marino, but there was many awful games sort of within that. And when you look at the rumours, a lot of them have been around Giovanni Lacelso this summer. So I predict we probably will see him gone. I do think after today's performance, we'll be able to ask for a bit more money, which is always good. But look, you know, today might have thrown a spanner in the works. For all we know, Ange might be ringing Daniel Levy or turning around to Donna Cullen now or whoever and just saying, look, you know, give me time. Let me see how we persist over the next couple of friendlies. And, you know, because we're not in any rush to sell him. Right? We don't have to sell him tomorrow. We've still got three, four weeks left in the window. So it could be a possibility that Ange is up there now saying, look, let me just hold back on this and let me work with the guy and see what comes of it. Who else have you written off, Dave? I've written off Endombele before. Um, look, for me, I, I get he's injured. Um, I, I just, I'm just not sure he's going to want it enough to be able to. Because not Endombele, it's not about the talent; it's about the sort of fitness levels with him. And I'm not sure, you know, he's going to get there. I get a lot of people say, "Look what he done at Napoli. It's a slower league. I could play in that. I'm five stone overweight. You know what I mean? It suits people like me because it's slower. You have more decision time to make. You know this, that, and the other." So, for me, I'm not sure he'll be able to adapt to the Premier League, the pace and the rigours of it. I think he's gone. Um, look, Sanchez is another one I think is gone 100%, especially after that mistake today. I don't, I, I don't think we'll see him around here any longer. There's a few others I'd like to see gone, but I don't have clarity. But also, I would say the players that didn't even make the bench, I don't buy into Dyer not being fit. I don't buy into Spence not being fit. Harvey White, I was looking forward to hopefully seeing him and him being given a chance, but it doesn't look like that might not come either. So, I, I, for me, they're the players I think would probably end up going for sure. For certain. In, in that training session yesterday, I looked down and Ondon Ballet actually jumped over a fence. Two minutes later, he jumped over the fence again, and I was like, wow, the fastest I've ever seen him move. <laughs> it, 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 it'll be really interesting to see what happens with him in the future. Um, James, let's come to you. Let's talk about Tottenham's equaliser um, because it came from the corner. Perisic with yet another assist. I know a lot of people have written him off and a lot of people want uh, to see him move from Spurs this summer, but he provided so many assists last season and Destiny Udoji uh, with a great finish from his head. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah, I mean, that, that bit before that as well, I was watching the highlights afterwards. It's a bit of a dodgy connection here in Bolivia, but I was watching the highlights afterwards as well. And the one-touch football around it was very, very impressive. That fast movement, I don't think I've seen that for years. And that sort of ticky-tacky football was incredible. And it was amazing to see uh, Destiny's header. Yeah, but I, 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 I think he's been brilliant. The whole, game, the whole half, sorry, I think he was brilliant. Uh, and Perisic... Didn't we see that as well? The pre-season last year it was it was quite it was quite impressive, and then didn't really bring it in the in the uh, in the league. For me as well, there's two points that I thought about, and it's like um, playing like that without any pressure in a friendly is one thing. Playing like that in the league is different, uh, and I wonder also if if Ange was purposely playing proper attack football uh, to show the, where the problems are. I wonder if he was doing that. Because the, the window's open at the moment. Now's the time to show, look, if you haven't given me a defender, I'm going to show you what's going to happen. Because I'm going to play this way. And if you don't give me that, this is going to happen. So I wonder if all, all that has happened. I know it sounds a bit over, far-fetched, but these, this manager wants these defenders in. He must, he must. If we can all see it, the whole fact, and Dave said the whole world can see it, then uh, I wonder if he's played that way on purpose to really show what's going on. 
Well, so many Celtic fans say to me, James, that it doesn't matter if, uh, you know, he wants to play a certain way. He will always play that way and he will always go attacking. So mm. if we're winning games in the Premier League 4-3 or 5-4, he's yeah. not going to care. No, but the thing you've got to think about, though, Celtic weren't playing against Haaland and Salah and these, the Premier yeah. League strike force across this. So if we go and do it, we're going to lose 8-6. And like, do you know what I mean? It's that those... I think he was doing that on purpose, really. I, I was, I don't know if any other Spurs fan felt like this. It might be just me, but part of me quite liked the fact that those problems were happening during this window being open, as, as well as us frustrated. But once they took that squad, I was thinking, well, if we if we won three 0 for example, or whoever, I'll be still a bit nervous for the, for the season with them same players. It's so obvious now, and I wonder if he's used that as a as a thing to go to Daniel now and go right. Look, this is going to happen. This is the way I'm going to play. You need to sort, help me sort that out. James, let me ask you the same question I asked Dave. Just give me a quick yes or no. Are you confident that we're going to get the players in that we need, that Ange Postacoglu needs to move us forward, um, i.e. really decent defensive reinforcements? Yes. I think I think that he feels... But the, but the other point with that is I think he feels this is a project and like we shouldn't be... Get, and I think he's backing him. Uh, but obviously not the area one, but I think he's going to. I think we'll we'll have one. I think we'll get one. I think they'll, they'll play them off each other, Tapsober and uh, Van der Ven, and we'll get one. Uh, and with not having European football, that might be enough. It's definitely not what I want. I want two, maybe even three. But I think we'll get one, which for me might just be enough without the European football. I've got to ask you the same question as well, Rich. Yeah, um... I'd like to think so, and hopefully not on transfer deadline day. Um, <laughs> Harry Redknapp in the uh, yeah, before the it, season. Yeah. It, it's got to be before the season, surely. Yeah, we, we, and obviously the issues are now, aren't they? It's like we've got these pre-season games. These players need to be, um, yeah, a real, like I say, a reality check on uh, issues, it, but also an opportunity for some of these players to come into come into a team. And um, have an impact. Um, yeah, I, I believe we'll we'll get reinforcements in that defensive area. I, I don't know numbers wise. I'd, I'd hope probably two two centre backs for sure. Um, and and let's let's see what uh, the board and obviously Daniel how how they see they should be backing um, the manager this time. Do they do they go all in this time? Probably not. It'd be it'd be a couple of Cheaper option development players, but hopefully the quality that's uh, that's going to enable us to play the the way that the manager wants to. I think the Rich, money wise, we... though, in regards to that, if we'd got rid of like uh, an on Dumbale and on the Celso, it wouldn't be the end of the world for us. If we got rid of one of them to get us the defenders. I think all Spurs fans would be overjoyed. Yeah, so I'm sure. not sure if it's a money thing. Even it's like, why are you not doing this? Why are you not shifting these around? Obviously, there's reasons, but I can't, I just don't understand it. Rich, if you don't go all in, though, if you don't go all in in this transfer window and really back Postacoglu, then what's the aim? What's the aim yeah. for next season? Exactly. exactly. Well, the same as last season there, wasn't it? When we were talking about centre-backs last season, we were we were touted after a couple of Inter Milan centre-backs that, that kind of that never materialised and they were, the, they were potentially the answer. Um, and because of that, we saw what happened. We just imploded as a defensive unit towards the end of the season. And all the Spurs fans that went to go and see the games could see that coming on. With the games, with the opponents that were coming up the last third of the season, we could all see 
as finishing well we did. And um, that's that is that's a massive issue. Um, the board need to go all in with the, the appoint to the manager because it's a project. They've been appointed to the manager for a reason. Now really back him and and hopefully and gets the tools for uh, for next season. And that definitely at the moment um, is around the back line. Dave, 12 minutes from time, West Ham got their winner. Uh, Skamaka scored, uh, ran through and put the ball past Austin. Uh, talk us through the goal. Um, how, how are you feeling at that point? Look, them sort of goals, I can understand, right? When you play the football that Ange Postacoglu wants to play, you are going to be hit on the counter a couple of times. However, you know, you can deal with that by getting players to take out players, pick up yellow, ask different players to do that. I think in them moments, we need to be a bit nastier and cut the player out that's passing that ball. Look, Sanchez could have done 10 times better. Emerson didn't cover himself in glory either. And ultimately, it was disappointment because I thought you had just scored. I was back up on the hype train. I was like, right, let's go and get the winner and style. You know, we never stop. I was giving it all of that. But then ultimately... I was let down for a brief moment. I forgot who our centre-backs were. And then he ultimately came back to remind me straight away. But but just very disappointed all around. It's what we're used to seeing. I mean, how many times that happened last season? Southampton, you know, got back into the game from, you know, when we were in a good position. It's happened a number of times last season. There's loads of games that's happened. And um, I'm just not surprised by it now at this point, to be honest with you. But there are, you know, a a lot of focus will be on on Davis and Sanchez, and rightly so. But, you know, the midfield need to learn to be a bit more ruthless and cut them out, especially late in the game. Cut them passes out. If you've got to pick up a yellow, pick that yellow up. Stop being too nice. Stop allowing teams to play. Um, and I have no doubt Andrew will probably, you know, get in on them on that as well. Well, in the 82nd minute, um, a cross came in for Richarlison. He tried the spectacular. It went over the bar. Four minutes later, Richarlison header at the goalkeeper. And then just a minute from time, Davinson Sanchez with a shot at the goalkeeper. Now, I wanted to ask you all of the same question, um, really. Um, during this pre-season, uh, of course, we've got five friendlies, three during this tour. Who do you think is really going to grab their opportunity uh, and show Ange Postacoglu what they can really do? And who do you think will be the surprise package? James, let's start with you. I think Udogi. Uh, I think that he will end up being a starter. I think he, he was brilliant. And I think he will be, and maybe a surprise package, this is a super surprise package, is going to be someone like Ndombele. And that's not going to go down very well, but that he could he could unlock some. If he, if, if he changed his whole attitude, which he hasn't, obviously, with other managers. Well, he's he already surprised me by jumping the fence. <laughs> yeah, it's only because you said that. No, but I had a few other mates who were watching that training session. And I know he got injured, didn't he? He got injured quite badly. Uh, and yeah. then apparently five minutes later, he was up assisting Kane for a shot and stuff. So I wonder again if Ange is the right guy to get this out of him, to um, this approach. I've, he's got an incredible skill. Uh, that I, I will never forget, uh, forgive the way he walked off that half time. I think most Spurs fans are the same and we're all very angry with him. But I think a couple of brilliant performances, we forget it uh, um, after that, if you know what I mean. But yeah, I think it'll be the surprise and I think Udogi will be a starter. What about you, Rich? Um, I'd like to see Adogi have um, have a good couple of games um, and show the versatility maybe in that position. Um, it's Solomon's obviously um, that would be an interesting. Um, like Dave was saying before, if he if he comes into the side for those seven games when Sonny's out, 
um, and then has that momentum that, that Sonny will hopefully have at the start of the season by picking up seven, eight, nine goals at the start to kind of really being on fire. That would be awesome. Um, but I think for me, it's obviously because we were so poor at dead ball situations last season, I want Madison to kind of really uh, grab the team and kind of drive us forwards because yeah. there's so many opportunities last year, dead balls, like we did nothing with it. Like did nothing, like didn't even threaten the goal. Um, and then also we've been crying out for that Ericsson type player, um, haven't we? And he, he fits the mould. Um I still think he's he needs to develop in certain areas, but um, he's a proper threat. And um, with other good players around him, the Benzinko of this world, I think um, will only help him to have more of a free role within the team. What about you, Dave? I think Basuma is going to be the standout player this year. When I just look at everything, he's a complete rejuvenated person. And with confidence, brings better ability yeah. on the pitch. You look at Basuma, I mean, under Conte, you know, Conte alluded to that he's not getting it tactically, which was putting him down. Conte's role was a lot more disciplined. But Root Basuma just looks like all the weight of the world is off his shoulders. You know, he had a difficult season last season, coming off the back of what was in the news uh, when we signed him, coming off the back of COVID and everything else. It was a real stop-start season for Basuma. He couldn't gather any momentum. But you look at him now, it's like he's running that dressing room, dressing room DJ, smiling, laughing. Everyone wants to be with him. And everyone's taking pictures. And, you know, from what we see in training, he just looks sharp, ready to go. So, for me, I think a big, big season from um, Basuma is coming. I think the surprise package, you know, it could be someone like Alfie Devine. He's been around quite some time, you know, trains with the first team an awful lot. And today, I thought he'd done very well when he came on on that right-hand side. You know, I speak about this with young players. It's not about going on tour and showing you've got talent. But when you're in amongst the senior guys, you've got to show that maturity to your game that them guys already have developed in order to sort of stand out. And I thought Alfie Devine, that had, Alfie Devine had that in abundance today. It was his cross that Sanchez headed down that Lascelso ended up scoring from. But anytime he got the ball out there, he'd done something useful with it, whether it's crossing, but he also mixed up the game and wasn't afraid to give it back to someone like Lascelso and, you know, create different angles. So, you know, with, with Devine, I think he could be the surprise, you know. David, do you want to go back to a point that you mentioned earlier, um, doubting whether Harry Kane will be here next season. Do you Are you still doubtful? Do you know what, Chris? I chop and change every day. It's like the news, right? I wake up in the morning, um, he's leaving, I have to go and burn all my cane shirts. And then in the evening, he's staying and I'm, I'm going to bed absolutely delighted. Um, but look, with, with Harry Kane... Look, you never know with the club, right? If the right offer comes in, I think we accept and I think he might leave. But I'm of the opinion that the club should be doing everything they can to prove to Kane that we can give him, put him in the best possible position to win trophies. It's all he's ever asked for. But you know what? If I'm going to hedge my bets, I'm going to get, I think Kane stays. I think he'll be here beyond the 31st of August, raring to go, ready to go. But it's a big decision by the club, right? Because... We can see with Richarlison, he's not going to get the goals or pick up the slack that Harry Kane leaves, which makes Ange Postacoglu's job a lot harder. So if he does go, we have to bring in someone. So interesting times. But do you know what? With how Bayern Munich handled it, with everyone coming out and speaking, CEOs, directors of footballs, everything, you know, it's it, that short of the, 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 the canteen cleaner coming out and having her say on it, you know. But um, I, I just I just think Daniel Levy will make them pay the price 
for not conducting themselves in, a, in an ordinary manner. Last question for you all. Um, how many players do you think Spurs will sign from now until the transfer ends, transfer window ends on the 1st of September and how many players leave? Dave, let's start with you. I'm going to go with a signing two. I don't think we're going to see much more than two. I think I think two centre-backs will be in here. A lot of people are saying, Phil, I'm not convinced by it. I think we've got nine options there. I think we'll pick from what's there. How many will we let go? Well, I mean, we've got to whittle the squad down to, what, 25, you know? And we've got 31 on tour. Plus, we've got, what, four or five left at home. So you're probably talking at least 10 players. Future has to be decided by the end of this window. Ten. Ten? You really think ten will leave? Well, well, look, we've got 31 on tour as it stands, and we've got another four or five left at home, and you've got to get it down to 25, or else you're putting players in a position where they're playing with the under-21s like class of wages. So you have to whittle it down somehow. Wow. James, two and ten? Uh, yeah, it could be as much as ten, but I think most of them will be on loan again, maybe, um, to, to, to sort the wage thing out. Um, to get people in, I would say... I think it's just going to be one. And I think it's going to be one central defender. I think it's going to be one of uh, men with Ven and Sapsova. One of that. And I'd like to see the Van der Ven, to be honest, yeah, because of the speed. I think one. And, yeah, I think what Dave's saying is right. I think, it's, I think mathematically it's going to have to be huge numbers because you're paying high wages for people in the under-21s. But I think it'll, I think they'll do loans rather than sell. What about you, Rich? Yeah, depending on what we do with uh, Nambele and uh, Lacelso. Um, we'll dictate um, what we do in the market as well. Um, I would say we'll have three in and like Dave, I think we'll have quite a few that go out either to loan or, or sell. Um, and um, after the after the tour, um, obviously the manager will sit down with the board and, and kind of really say, look, this is, this is where I see the team. This is the picture he's going to paint for them. And then if the players aren't in that kind of picture, then... They might leave uh, very soon after the the, the the tour ends. Rich, thanks so much for joining me this evening, talking about um, this game. Um, please tell everyone where they can find you on social media and what you're up to at the moment. Yeah, Marathon Champ um, on Twitter. Yeah, on, on Instagram, doing all that kind of jazz. Um, yeah, I'm training for New York Marathon November. Um, just trying to be good at the moment, not eat too much crap. <laughs> Uh, it's just quite hard when it's coming up to the summer holidays with the kids off. Uh, but, um, yeah, and then hoping to to see Spurs like, progress over the next four or five games towards the season uh, beginning because um, I think we've got a bit, really big season this year. Um, Optimism is quite high, as, as you've, if you've heard to, today on the, the pod. And um, let's hopefully everybody get behind the team because last season, obviously, was quite tough on the terraces. Mm. I was going to say that, actually. Um, the smile seems to be back. The um, the positivity seems to be back uh, in the camp. Um, sure. A few of you have alluded to that as well today, because, you know, even when you see some of the Instagram posts by some of the players playing the music, dancing around, smiling, having a laugh, we haven't seen that for a very long time, so it's really nice to see. Um, Dave, thanks so much for joining me again um, this evening to talk about this game. Uh, please tell everyone about your wonderful YouTube channel, where people can find you and what they can expect. 
Yeah, absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. It's been a, a you know a pleasure joining you guys to talk about this game, and um, you know it's always great to be on here. So thanks very much uh, for asking me. Look, everyone that does like what I have to say or that or wants to press me further on things I have to say, you can find me over at the Irish Hotspur. Look, I'm nothing special. I just do what everyone else does. But one thing I will say is is that. Just quickly, that it's now up to the club what way this season goes. Andrew's already shown what he can bring. It's now putting in the final pieces of the puzzle to help him implement that fully, a.k.a. keep Harry Kane signed centre-back. So, Andrew's done what he's shown what he can do today. Now it's over to the club. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Dave. And uh, James, thanks so much. Um, how long are you uh, in Bolivia for? When are you back? And are you back singing at the Man United game? Uh, yeah, the club have just been in contact yesterday, actually, to um, to get me back for the first home game. I'll be at the Shelf Bar. I'm in Bolivia. Weirdly, I think it's going to be the only podcast ever where you've got the land down under, and this is the highest place in the world where I'm in. La Paz is the highest city in the world, so that's how big this podcast is now. <laughs> and, I, and I disagree with Dave. I think he's brilliant. So, yeah, he's, he's not, not, not nothing special. He definitely is. Uh, he's been amazing. So, and Rich as well. I think it's been awesome. I've loved this podcast. Uh, yeah, I'll be back for uh, the Shelf Bar on the 19th of um, August. And I'm looking forward to it, man. And Lots of new songs, songs coming out well. songs. There's quite a few. Yeah. I've, I've written a few while I've been out here. Nice. Fantastic. Well, we look forward to it. Richard, James, David, thank you so much. And uh, thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. And the next Spurs Chat podcast will be out uh, when I am live in Thailand after the Leicester City wow. game. So thanks so much. For all of your support and thanks for following, etc. And I will see you on the next one. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.